You're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Morbius. It's Morbin time. Did I do that right, kids? Um, this is the fourth review in a row. <laughs> it's going to be the last one. But the last review I did was Firestarter. Firestarter's got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes and Morbius has 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Heralded in a wave of memes claiming it got 200%. Um, it's the second film in a row that I that's got such bad reviews that um, I'm actually going to go against the grain on. So I, there are similarities here. I at the start of the Firestarter review, I said about how the modern era is all about remake, repackage, sequel, prequel, reboot. Um, nothing like anything that's happened in the past is going to get remade, um, whether it needs to and. They're plowing ever deeper into Marvel comic book history and DC universes to find ever less interesting stories. And um, barrel scraping is the analogy that is often to mind. And um, this time around we get um, a, a couple of kids that have a rare blood disease in Greece for some reason, um, who become de facto brothers. And um, one of them grows up to be this Nobel Prize refusing scientist who spends his whole life trying to solve the problem of this blood disease. Uh, he's a very prominent doctor, brilliant man, and um, played by Jared Leto, uh, an actor who I have often, almost always actually said is one of the worst of the modern era of actors. Um, always terrible. I'll say this, he has been terrible in everything I've seen him in for 10 years now, but He's always been a bit part cameo sort of player, um, from Blade Runner to Justice Squad, uh, or whatever that, Suicide Squad. Um, and he's always brought these really self-consciously, self-serious cringe to the table. I'll say this, he's a much better lead actor than he is as a supporting bit part player, uh, where he doesn't come in and self-consciously wreck things. Um, he's much better here for the first time in years. So we get this adult version of these two kids that walk around hobbling on, you know, like they've got polio, but it's actually a blood illness. And he spends his life trying to work out how to stop them being on dialysis and they're hurtling towards death. They're not going to live for very much longer. And he develops this um, thing through vampire bats, uh, this thing that will actually fix their blood. And it's very, very dangerous, but they're running out of time. So he does take this thing and it turns him into a living vampire, Morbius. His um, real name is, you know, Dr. Morbius. I can't remember what the full name is of the character. Uh, Michael Morbius, the, the, the lead character. So he becomes this living vampire and uh, develops enormous strength. One thing I liked about this film is vampires have been so overdone. Um, Benign-powered vampires or slightly-powered vampires, none of that here. Um, these, he is unbelievably overpowered, like he can break through a cast iron door with his head and wipe out a group of people in seconds. He's phenomenally powerful, which made me wonder how he got arrested. And how exactly did that Tyrese Gibson, the cop, get to the top of that skyscraper in about 15 seconds? How fast are their lifts? So anyway, he, he, he takes the serum and he realises that um, it's making him a homicidal maniac. 
And to allay that, instead of having human blood, he has artificial blood. So it's, it's pointed out that he's developed this artificial blood, which is you know used for everything from hemophiliacs to operations in the Gulf War, uh, and saved thousands of lives. And that's how he gets this Nobel Prize, which he then refuses um, and puts everyone's nose out of joint. But he's not, he's, he's not painted as this super arrogant guy. He's actually painted as a pretty decent bloke. Um, which is good. I, I actually quite like the fact that he wasn't, you know, like Doctor Strange was kind of this super arrogant guy that comes to learn that he, you know, how to be a decent human being. Uh, you don't really get that here. Um, he seems like a good guy, and his brother, played by Matt Stone, is also Matt Smith. Sorry, is also a really good guy. They're both really good people, um, and I thought that was pretty decent. And um, Jared Leto realizes that this artificial blood is actually running out, so he can take it. And six hours later, he needs to take it again, then five, then four. And he realizes there's going to come a point where he needs human blood. Human blood's the only thing that's going to do it for him. And if he does take human blood, it will turn him into a homicidal vampire. His brother comes along and says, you are no longer on crutches and your body is massive and you're really strong. What have you done? You fixed it. And he's like, no, I can't give you this thing. <coughs> At this stage, the cops close in. He goes to jail, his brother visits him, and he realizes his brother's found the serum and taken it. But his, instead of taking artificial blood to remain on the human side of the equation and have the powers but not be a sociopath, his brother has warmly embraced becoming the evil demon vampire. And that's the, for the rest of the film. One thing I'll say about this, it's a pretty decent story, but it's also a good story because it's got lots of motivation. He's got motivation to fix this illness because he's dying. And once he fixes it by taking these ridiculously dangerous steps, he's got motivations to stop it. His brother's got good motivations to take it. Everything's really good motivational-wise here, and I thought that was um, a, a strong story to base it on. Small, but strong. And this, again, like Firestarter, is a really short film. It's half as long as The Batman, which is in its favour. And I didn't think the characters were underwritten. I think some people have been paying out on the acting and everything here. I actually thought Leto and Matt Smith were really good. And Matt Smith shown to be such a good human being in the first half of the film, and then such an, a vile person in the second. You really relate to this, the fact that he's got this homicidal blood inside him now. Um, alongside those, we get Adria Arjona, who I think is lovely. She really stood out in Triple Frontier a few years ago, and I've been waiting for her to sort of make more of an impact in the cinematic world. Uh, and she's the doctor that works with Jared Leto, and they have a romantic interest. And you add Tyrese Gibson as the cop pursuing these two because there are these unexplained murders going on in the city, uh, and... Um, he believes that it's Jared Leto, and we all do, and we gradually come to understand that Matt Smith's been involved a lot more. Now, I thought that this was better than it's been made out to be. I didn't really... I thought the story itself was pretty reasonable. Um, I thought the motivation of the characters was strong. I didn't mind Jared Leto or Matt Smith. I thought Matt Smith was actually pretty close to being very good in his performance here. Um, and Jared Leto's character, he could have been as showboaty and um, self, unself-aware and also really self-important 
which Jared Leto can bring to the table. Look at the um, that cameo in Blade Runner 2049. It was cringe-inducing. But here he's got a lot more humanity about him. He's uh, a lot more relatable um, and a, a, a decent human being as well. The effects got paid out on. I didn't think they were that bad. Um, I like, kind of like the um, zippy neon red flourishes as they zoomed around the city. I like the, the height and powers they had were so over the top and strong. Um, and I kind of liked how short it was. Uh, it really didn't hang around so it didn't labor anything um i didn't think this was bad it's uh, it's got the lowest reviews on rotten tomatoes of any marvel film i think but as far as enjoyment goes you know there are films like thor 2 and iron man 2 um and many others that um i have enjoyed probably less uh it does go in for franchise building a little bit towards the end um, and it's very inconsequential, but I thought it was a pretty decent ride. I don't know. I don't understand why it's got so paid out on. I'll say this: I enjoyed it slightly more than the Batman, which, um, in retrospect, just wasn't very good, and was torturously near three hours long with a terrible last hour. Whereas this, anything you know, is over in a few minutes, and it moves on to the next. And I thought the characters were reasonably fleshed out. I didn't think. I don't really get why it's got such bad reviews. So Morbius, I'm going to give a six and a half out of 10.